This episode of the CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have two convenient locations, Capitol Hill and Wallingford. I love going to Capitol Hill. I'll go order my food, whether it be tacos, burritos, or tamal. I love their tamales. They're fantastic. And then I'll go sit on the patio, enjoy my meal, and then wait for something interesting to happen. And given that it's Capitol Hill, something interesting always happens. If you don't have time to go to either location, you can always order through your favorite food ordering app, Uber Eats, Caviar, or Chow Now. They make it really easy to get all of your favorite items. So next time you're craving some delicious Mexican food, stop in or order. You'll be glad you did. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. We have another show for you. I've been on a roll, four shows in a row, four weeks. I'm getting back to my pre-COVID groove. COVID took the, uh, the, the air out of my sails for a little bit. But I'm not complaining, just a little bit. But before we start, I want to ask everyone to subscribe to the show. We're on Stitcher, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and... Um, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show, CZ Media Podcast. Also subscribe to the show I do with my wife. That is called Our Reality Happy Hour Podcast, where we talk about uh, nonsense mostly. You can go ahead and interact. Oh, yeah, I was just waiting. My name is uh, <laughs> Johannes Brudy. I am a member of the Broody Brothers Band. The Triple Bs is what I like to call mm-hmm. you guys. The Triple Bs. Uh, so we're going to be, oh, we're going to, man, we've ha- already had about a 45-minute conversation, but not uh, not, uh, not a good idea for it to be on tape. Yeah, it's hard to start with it's, politics, It's, it's hard to start. But, yep, uh Subscribe to the show and then also check out our sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. That margarita machine is still going at Rancho Bravo. Uh, they're going to be adding a new menu item soon, so go and follow them, RBT Taco, RB, RB Tacos on Instagram. Uh, and then I will subs- I will be a sponsor of my own show, so CZ Media. What I've been focusing on lately is creating Shopify and Squarespace uh, shops. So if you have a product to sell, whether it be a digital product or a service or a physical product, and you want to start selling online, you need an online store. 
Because people don't want to go to a store anymore. They want to just shop online. Do you do any drunk shopping online? I am principally opposed to online shopping. Really? I don't support Amazon in any capacity. I know, but there's local, there's small business that set up online stores. There's a bunch of them. Ah, I don't know. No, most of them are. Oh, I'm not disputing that. I just, I just try to. I mean, if you want to, and actually, a lot of so, just FYI here, Amazon actually opens up the Amazon marketplace to small business that want a shop within the Amazon ecosystem. Hmm. So that is allowing a lot of small business to just focus on running the business instead of handling inventory, paying employees to handle inventory, doing fulfillment. Mm -hmm. So they're getting their product, they're shipping it to Amazon, and Amazon is taking care of all of the fulfillment and shipping. And then the store can then focus on marketing, networking, growing their exposure without having to pay someone to sit there and stuff envelopes or put things in boxes Mm -hmm. and put shipping labels on them. So uh, if you want that, I can help you. I can create a Shopify store, a Squarespace store. Uh, And not only will I do that, but I will make it so that once you don't need me anymore, you can take over because all of these skills are pretty easy to learn. Uh, These platforms are very intuitive. A lot of people just need a little help Mm -hmm. to get it going. And I can definitely do that. So check me out, carlos-zamora.com. All of that information will be in the show, mo- show notes. So you've well, already heard. Well, can I just add, if you ever need Carlos to do any photography for you, this man shoots on a Hasselblad, <laughs> and he takes some incredible photos. <laughs> I wish that Hasselblad paid for itself. <laughs> it hasn't paid for itself yet. Yeah. The digital camera pays for itself. But, well, thank you for that. Thank you. Um, so you've heard from our guest today. Let's have him. Let's let's do it again. Yeah. Um, my name is Johannes Brody. I am the eldest brother in the six-person band called the Brody Brothers. Um, we are from Seattle, Washington. Uh, and my middle brother, Conrad Brody, is the lead singer. And... Um, his name pops up the most if anybody if looks you up. search. Mm-hmm. And then the third brother? George, the youngest. Less so on the internet, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So it's Conrad is a little... Would you say, is Conrad just more out there? Well, he, he performs on the street a lot. So people will record him, <laughs> ask for his name, and they'll post it. And So he's uh, he, his exposure is more... Yeah, he's a, he's a, I mean he's played all over the world out on the street. The place he made the most money was in Oaxaca, Mexico. Ooh, he made nine hundred pesos in like ten minutes. Man, I'm and then jealous. the police kicked him out. It's <laughs> whack. Oaxaca is a place that I've always wanted to go to, and I've never been. The um, one of my favorite Mexican dishes is mole, mm. which is this chocolate spicy sauce that you put on primarily chicken but you can put it on anything Mm -hmm. and the oaxacan mole is delicious there's a restaurant there was i don't know if it's still there in ballard called oaxaca have Mm -hmm. you been there i don't think i have best yeah super good yeah really really good so yeah that's exciting man we need to get conrad in here uh because he's an interesting fellow as well but as far as yourself What's your position in the band? What's your responsibility? Oh, man. Um, 
It's a good question. Uh, I mean, as the oldest brother, I'm frequently, you know, organizing things, but less so as we get older. You know, we all have our own uh, lives to live. True, as an airplane comes by. It's an 825. No, it's that's a, a Boeing. No, it's a helicopter. Oh, that's a helicopter, right? It is a helicopter. Yep. Como 4. <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, in the CZ Media podcast, and I have the windows open because I am I run super hot. And Although you're, you're all bundled up. Are you all right? Temperature oh, all right? I'm perfect. All right. You wear wool, and you stay the perfect temperature. Is that what it is? Mm. I would have sweated my way through that wool already. <laughs> that would have been one sweaty Lacoste. Yeah, well, I'm wearing logo. my great grandfather's Lacoste um, cardigan. Really? And uh, we went and played a show a couple weeks ago, and we went to pick up George, the youngest brother of mine, and he was wearing the same thing. And I was like, no, dude, take it off. This is my look tonight. And he's like, no, 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 I don't have time. So we both. We both showed up in nearly was matching it, blue Lacoste. Were they cardigans. both your great? Were they both your grandfather's? It was his girlfriend's grandfather's Lacoste. That's probably worth something. Oh yeah, I'm sure these are. They're great. They go to a vintage shop. They'll yeah. give you some money for that. Yeah. Do you uh, do you go to vintage stores? I don't really. You always dress so nicely every time I see you. I you know. Do you do this on purpose? Like, do you wake up in the morning and it's like, okay, I'm trying to be as dapper as I can. I don't I don't dress like this unless I'm doing something. But you know, I think when I was a kid I liked to dress up. Um my I don't think I've ever seen you in anything less formal than what you have on right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not like they're it's great clothing. No, but you look it it actually it's I mean but I mean I don't know about like if you have like Gucci pants on. Definitely not. But you are definitely coordinated and it definitely looks like you put that on with purpose. Yeah. Whereas know. I'm a schlub. <laughs> I look like a homeless person the majority of the time. I haven't worn pants in about uh eight months, and that was because I you know, shorts at a funeral are frowned upon. Yeah. Understandably. <laughs> But other than that, no pants. Uh, these are denim shorts, so that's kind of fancy. That's cool. Cut off denim shorts with it's, a vintage Seattle Seahawks logo. Yeah, yeah. I like that. And um, I've, uh, I've I've had sneakers on. Yeah, those are pretty nice sneakers. What are those, Asics? No way. These are Yeezys. Oh, right, right. Are you a big Kanye fan? Uh, I've never been to Kenya, but... Um, <laughs> wow. That's racist. <laughs> Wait, saying, wait, <laughs> not having been to Kenya is racist? You got worried there. Like, that was the look of, was it really? No, I know it wasn't. I don't like Kanye. I, I think it's a, it's okay to not like Kanye. Oh, of course, because he's a lunatic. I just don't know him. He's a, he's a wacko. So he's I've heard. absolute wacko. I've never really listened to his music. <laughs> I will say that these shoes are, they are comfortable. They look comfortable. And you don't have to tie them. Mm-hmm. So you just slip them on. They look okay. They match the hoodie that I wore today. Yeah. And then away I go. Yeah. And and you work at a sneaker shop, don't you? Well, I work with a sneaker shop. Okay. I work with various businesses. And where is it? They're on Capitol Hill. Okay. They're uh, near Rancho. They're near Rancho Bravo gotcha. on, uh, on the corner of Broadway and Pike. Uh, so, yes, I have the luxury of not needing to dress up anywhere I go. Gotcha. You the just only, wear nice sneakers and that's... You know, and even then, 
I don't. Mm. Like these are beater sneakers. Mm. Like I don't. I will wear these in the rain and the mud. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Uh, the other sneaker that I wear is also a beater sneaker. I mean, it has to be like a super fancy thing for me to wear one of my good sneakers. Yeah. Which is this whole other conversation of do you wear your sneakers or you don't wear your sneakers? Yeah. Um, I've gone crazy this past couple of months. Okay, this is going to sound gratuitous. I'm going to be an ugly American and say, uh, how much do you think I've spent in the past month on sneakers? 1200 No. 2400 No. 7500 No, don't get crazy. 5500 3500 bucks. Okay. I spent last month on sneakers that I will probably never wear. Well, that sounds crazy. That, right? But, but I guess if you look at it like with a, you know, electric guitar or just guitar heads, you know, people that like collecting guitars, they might never play them. But oh. they have them sitting around and I suppose good sneakers like guitars and guns retain their value. They do. Like I could, I probably can't sell them for the exact amount that I paid for, but if I wait six months, I can get pretty close. Huh. Uh, Cause you don't take into account shipping and tax and man, this stupid city yeah. loves to tax. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just had a huge kind con- I wouldn't call it a political, I would call it a socioeconomic conversation of the differences between certain groups of people. Yeah. We're, we're, we're discussing the, um, localities and their cultural differences such True. as Seattle. In a very polite way. Yeah. Like absolutely. I try to be polite. I interrupt, <laughs> which could be unpolite, but I try to be polite and I try yeah. to listen. Uh, I probably fail a, a ton and I probably fail at that all the time, but that's what I go for. Well, That's, with with these, you know, long-winded uh, conversations, we get, we get to know each other's stance on issues that we're probably very um, closely aligned with. We just right. interpret it differently. True. Such as politics in this country. I know, which is, uh, and I said, like, I really don't like having those conversations, but get a quarter, three quarters of a bottle of wine in me, mm-hmm. and I will be, I will be the... I will be the uh, the voice of 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 craziness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe we should avoid <laughs> politics for the po- this podcast. Maybe True. we should get into it another time. Yeah, I can only talk politics with uh, with black folks. Hmm. They're okay because uh, okay. That's see that was an action. <laughs> yeah, you're diving right in, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> I find it. So here's a Wait, can I just add one thing? Sure. How why did it take you so long to peel off your Biden Harris bumper sticker? Just uh it was emotional. Yeah. And my Hillary sticker underneath it really grabbed onto it. Yeah, I just have never understood why people have those stickers sitting around for so long. Like, yeah, they won. Yeah. We got you supported them. But do you still support all of their decisions, you know? Right. And you were a big Biden Harris um you know, I was more of an Elizabeth Warren fan. Mm. I mean, I really felt a kingship with her. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was upset that it didn't work out. Mm. But, you know, the next time. Right. Next time we'll be, we'll be back. Next time. We'll be back. <laughs> you hear that? Carlos is endorsing Elizabeth Warren. That's right. <laughs> I'm the, 
I'm the major in the Elizabeth Warren army. Mm. <laughs> what would you call those? Uh, the Warrenites. Warrenites. The Warrenexicans. Mm. Right. Right. That's so, <laughs> so funny. There we go. Digressing into politics. You know, dang so it. I went to a concert. Um, we actually, my wife and I went to the Triple Door twice last week. Uh, the first time that we went, we went to go see a band called Carbon Leaf. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar. No. They've been around for like 30 years. They're just a pop band. Uh, but my wife loves them, and it makes her happy. And I told her that I didn't want to go. I told her that one of her friends might be a better companion because I won't appreciate it. But she didn't take anyone else, so I went with her. But I had a great time. But... I was trying to figure out was did I have a great time because I haven't been to a show in 18 months, like at an actual venue to see live music, or did I really like the music? Hmm. And then I didn't figure anything out. I just yeah. wouldn't say half and half. Uh, but four days later, one of my favorite singer songwriters named Max Gomez, this guy out of New Mexico, he was at the Triple Door. So I told wife, I said, we need to get tickets. So we got tickets and we went back. And I just really enjoy live music. I really enjoy guitar, like just the dude up there singing with his guitar. So that's part of the reasons that I really dig you guys. I really dig your band. And, you know, and, you know Ed, the, the whole group, George, Conrad, Evan, um, Shannon. Oh, she a member of the band? She is. Okay. And Sam, don't forget Sam. Oh, and Sam, I forgot Sam. I'm Sorry, six Sam. of us. Sorry, Sam. But it's it's true musicians playing music that is good. I just really dig that. And I don't like you know, we in my social circle when I when I play music that I go see, they just look at me really weird. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> it's but it's not just like it's anything. Like even this Max. Even this Max Gomez, guys. Have you ever heard of Max? Max Gomez? I don't think I have. So, I mean, if okay, I'm going to play some of Max stuff for you. And then I'm going to say, then I'm going to ask, do you think, would you peg me as a guy? Okay, not would you peg me. That sounds weird. <laughs> I don't understand. That's going to be the sound bite. Um, I'm going to play this to you and then see if you think that this is something that I would listen to. And not that you would stereotype me. Oh, man, it's not going to work. All right. So here, I'll just play it in the... You said this was Ricky Iglesias, right? <laughs> Who's Ricky Iglesias? Ricky Iglesias? No, this is a guy named Max Gomez. He's from New Mexico. And this is my favorite song of his that I listen to. I wish you wouldn't cry. I wish you wouldn't go. I wish we'd stay together through the rain and the wind and the snow. 
not the movie kind. The snow that falls and it keeps you on my mind. Miles and miles may come between us, and many faces you will see. But if you love somebody, baby, if you love somebody, baby, make it me. Okay, does that say Carlos or what? I I don't know what you listen to. I mean, he has a nice voice. It's kind of poppy, but still, you know. So he's uh, I I've been I've been to about five of his shows, and it's he doesn't know. Okay, there's production value because obviously his guitar is plugged into a system, hmm. but it's just him with a guitar up there singing these simple, clear songs. Yeah. And I just really, really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And I've, I mean, this has been one of the best weeks that I've had in months and months and months. But a big part of that is because we've got to enjoy live music again at a nice place, hearing music that, you know, as opposed to the Carbon Leaf, which is more like, you know, like two doors down type of thing from like 30 years ago. Um, but what, I mean, what about you with music and being a, a I will call you a singer, songwriter, musician? Hmm. Is that correct? Yeah, I guess. I mean, like, do you have you have you missed that? Have you found that like this past eighteen months have just sucked because you haven't oh, been yeah. able to get that? Well, I uh, for most of my life um, playing the guitar, you know, from probably when I was fifteen until now that I'm twenty eight, um, I would at least find a good. 20 to 40 minutes a day to play guitar. And part of that is you're always working to something, you know, you think you're going to, somebody's going to listen to you at some point or you're going to play for somebody. Um, you know, you make art so that other people can behold it, I suppose. And right. when you don't have an outlet for that, when it's just your girlfriend listening, which is a great audience, you know, <laughs> but like so she's had plenty of serenades lately. I, not really, but you know, the thing is like when you're not playing with other people, it also takes the, a lot of the, um, interest out, which oh, is, so you want, like you're, you're more of an extrovert as far as creating, like you want people around and you want input and you want no, to not bounce at all. ideas. <laughs> not at all. I mean, it used to be that I, I, I guess I was just still learning the instrument for a long time and learning yeah. how to sing and all of that. You're making progress, and every time you make progress, you want to record it somehow. So you oh. write a song or something like that, or you express some some feeling, some idea, and you record it um, as in the sense that you write the song. Sure. But at some point, you kind of plateau, I suppose. And if you don't have other people around you to challenge you yeah to challenge you but you're also drawing from what they're doing and you're playing off of them it becomes much more of a social thing and i guess it reflects you know my uh my role in society now too as somebody who has to who who works and has to make a living for themselves it's different that when you're like sucks huh (laughs) but in that sense like now i want to play music with other people when i was right when I was more dependent on other people, I just wanted to make music for myself for some reason. 
okay. guess. But now maybe I don't know what the parallel there is, but it seems there seems to be one that now like I want to contribute, you know, with other people, um, whatever I can do musically. And it's a great feeling when you can play with a bunch of people um, and, you know, you sound great. Right. Right. So, well, when a lot of this craziness was happened, you guys were recording an album. Kind of, yeah. I suppose eight months into COVID, um, we got together and we'd been working on stuff for years, I guess, that we yeah. just never recorded. And um, we were living in different places and we came back together and, and just recorded, you know, definitely no live shows or anything like that. So we had to commemorate us coming together in some way or another. And we recorded about 10 or 12 songs. Um, Where's that process? We are uh, getting it mastered in the next few Ooh, weeks. So, so. The, you can see the finish line. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, vinyl still in the plan. That is in the, in the works. plan. Yeah. I love vinyl. Yeah. I got a uh, max to sign another record. I Max Gomez? Yeah. <laughs> Maxi. I have a vinyl collection, but I have a crappy record player. But, you know, so, but that's just the thing where I really like it. <clears throat> About two months ago, Lori and I went to this little bar called Slim's Last Chance. They're in the Soto District in Seattle. And it was this band I never heard of. And we were a little bit, we were like five bottles in. Well, between a few of us. Of what? Of wine. Oh. Uh, and they played great. They had vinyl for sale. And then I was like, hey, can you guys sign this? And then the the singer, he just seemed so shocked that someone would want him to sign his own album. And then he's like, do you want, you want me to sign it? I was like, no, I want the band to sign it. So it took him about 15 minutes to go and find all of his bandmates for them to sign it. And then when he came back to me, he just said, thank you so much. He said a lot of the, a few of these guys, they've never been asked to sign <laughs> their album. And I'm like, well, if you're going to sell vinyl, people probably will probably want you to sign it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I will, that's like, I'll just, I'll just remember that. I just really enjoy that. That's it's, I, I value that a ton probably because I wish that I had a little bit of musical ability. Like I can have, I have other creative outlets, but being able to sing or to play the guitar, I mean, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty cool. And I can't, uh, I don't have, I can't just sit. Well, actually I have sat on the corner and then just taking pictures, but it's not the same thing. It's like people don't enjoy them, enjoy that immediately. Yeah. Whereas people can enjoy music right. immediately unless they don't like your music. And then yeah, performance art is, is uh, fleeting satisfaction because you, you might do something <laughs> well and, and then you have to do it again. Right. You don't, a picture can last for forever. Yeah. Um, it's a totally different type of creative outlet. So you're 28, you're a kid. Oh, you are a kid. I'm so old. <laughs> I was fingering chicks in underneath the stairs at school when you were born. <laughs> Her name was Jessica. Uh, and you're the oldest. So, <laughs> so like, where did, 
the and all of your brother all, all of your brothers share this musical ability and mm. you know impet- imp- imp- impulse mm. to do music but when did it start when did you guys say hey we all play let's we should play is this something like from maybe you guys were 10 12 yeah i don't know i mean we all had to take um string instrument uh so so symphony whatever they call it band two we had to in school. School, okay. So I mean, it was, it was there. Um, Are your parents musically inclined? My dad would play the violin. Wow. Um, on like a Sunday morning, um, and those were great memories. He Did would, your dad wear that sweater? This sweater? No, he never did. That would have been cool. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool if he's like, yeah, my dad would break out his Stradivarius. <laughs> I mean, my dad's a lot bigger than I am, and I'm 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", and he's bigger, so I don't fit in his clothing. He is bigger than you. He's bigger than me. Like taller? Taller. And brawnier? In his prime? Heck yeah. Wow. He was a monster. If he had, if he had played sports, he would have he would have seriously had German? knee injuries. Knee injuries. <laughs> knee injuries. <laughs> um, German? Yes. Or he's he's southwestern German, Swabian. Are he, they known for being big men? Uh not like uh like uh what are what are those what's that other the the, the Dutch are the tallest. The but Dutch they're, are the tallest. They're, they're lanky though. Yeah, yeah. No, my dad my dad's parents definitely not very tall or big or anything, but maybe his grandfather was. Um, Wait, how tall are you again? Six, three and a half, six, four. Man, I don't know. I don't... Jesus. Man, see, I think God had an issue with those brown folks because there aren't very many of us that are six foot. I'm one of the tallest Mexicans you're going to meet. <clears throat> and when I wake up in the morning for at least a half an hour, I'm 5'11". <laughs> and then gravity starts to take over. Mm. And then I'm down to like five, ten and a half. Yeah, but you're not short. N- well, for brown, no. Uh. For brown, I'm tall. I mean, I'm I'm tall for anybody. I don't usually encounter anybody that's taller than right, me. Right, except your brother. Except my yeah. How my tall brother. is Conrad? He has to be like six five. I think he is six five. Yeah. Yeah, he's a tall dude. Yeah, Conrad surpassed me when I was seventeen, and we ran down to our neighbor's house. Um, Cause I knew he would be impartial to the measure, to the measuring. And he pulled out, he pulled out, um, his, his tape had a stand up against the wall. And it turned out Connor was not just a little bit taller than me, like probably three quarters of an inch taller than me. That's, and it, it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Then you just had to punch him in the balls. I think yeah. you could take Conrad though in a fight. I am stronger than them. Right. Conrad, if you're listening, <laughs> I love you, buddy. <laughs> but I think well, he's been stronger than me for so many years. So yeah. I, I enjoy being a little bit stronger. But I think that you're a little bit more, like your physicality may be more. Yeah, I'm. I'm more into sports than he's. He's yeah. a very passive and and thoughtful person right. who who doesn't communicate with aggression. Um, Unless you get him a new pair of shoes, and, and then he, gets he starts drunk. doing push-ups in the middle of the yeah. street. After he's but been even told then to take he's care not aggressive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that's on you, Carlos. I know that's not on Connor. So well, I, I'm kind of me for providing the brandy. Yeah, the true brandy so, and ice cream. So as everyone knows, I'm a big sneakerhead, <clears throat> and I went to the first 
gig that Conrad, it, was, it wasn't, you weren't part of this gig. It was just Conrad, Evan, and Shannon were doing that at a Thai restaurant, mm. uh, what, two months ago or so? And Conrad just had on these, they're just ugly, these shoes. Well, can I, can I say, Conrad is a size 15, sometimes a 16. And he's had that problem since he was probably 15 because he's always been as big as me almost <laughs> since he was born. Um, <laughs> we were just always the same size. But yeah. then at some point, he just started getting way bigger than me. Um, and what size shoe are you? I'm a 13, and he was a 15 in, like, mm. ninth grade. Yeah, that's a big difference. And so the the shoe that he always settled on were those New Balance, um, you know, Velcro. Mon- yeah. Um, Either that or Nike Monarchs. Nike Monarchs geriatric shoes. Yeah. So he was at, he was at this gig, and I saw him, and I was a bottle in of uh, there. And <clears throat> I'm the idiot who gets drunk and then says... This rounds on me. Oh. I'm that type of drunk. Yeah. So actually you kind of want me to get drunk. Because right. I'm I don't know. I'm not I'm not gonna say the word generous, but I'm just gonna say I'm very uh loosey goosey. Mm. So I told I told Conrad, I'm getting you a pair of good shoes. It's like you need a good pair of shoes. Because oh, then no. he was saying he was saying, you know, I've never had any shoes, I only have okay. shoes because but my you brothers know what? It's not that he can't find those shoes or buy them. It's just he, not a priority. We, okay, we had a conversation um, this last summer uh, about shoes because he was like, I can never find good shoes. I'm like, all right, well, you have to go online probably and look for shoes. And he's like, you know, he's giving me all these reasons. So I look online, I find some Converse shoes that fit him. I find some Nikes. Um, you know, there's quite a number of shoes that would fit Conrad, but he's like, yeah, but I need to be able to run in them and they need to look good. And I can go to like social events. I'm like, yeah, you're not getting them heat. Wait, you want running shoes that also look nice, uh, that you can wear around to social things. I am pretty sure that's, unless you want to wear running shoes. Yeah, they, they exist. I mean, they don't exist for, Okay. Yeah, maybe they exist, but Connor, be realistic here. And he says, I can never find them. I was like, yeah, because you always look for secondhand shoes. You got to buy some new well, shoes. To me, his, how he related this to me was the exact same way dog lovers relate to the, and uh, the, well, what is this, NACP commercial of, mm. with uh, who's, that, who's that singer? Oh yeah, that's like a dollar a day. Right, will help us take care of. Yeah, I know what you mean. Fifteen puppies. Yeah, like I have. <laughs> it's not Kylie Minogue. It's not Celine Dion. But no, it's, it's one like, of those. I know exactly like what you're talking Melissa about. Melissa Etheridge. No, it's not no, her it's either. Not. No. Yeah, but Connor gave you the whole spiel. Woe is me. I don't have shoes that fit me. He and might you have not done it, it that Carlos. way. You fell for it. When someone says I've never oh had a pair of good shoes, that that hits me right. <laughs> no, in that you know what that is. I've never had a pair of good shoes. Dude, give me a that break. That is a good impersonation of him. <laughs> Were you trying to do his voice? No, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. Um, hey, uh, hey, uh, Yanni. That's what he calls me. Um, um, uh, do you, uh, do you want to go down to the Goodwill later? <laughs> Maybe find some shoes? Okie, okie dokie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Dead on. He's just, he's always posing a question. That's Conrad. 
I get it. See, I like it. I like it. <laughs> so you buy him these Nike Dunks. I buy him a pair of St. John Dunks. Yeah, these are these are swift looking shoes. He's gotten compliment compliments all over the place. He's better of because they're they're heat. They're heat, and he wears. Okay, we drink some brandy after a, a dinner at my house, and we decide to go out on the street. And Conrad, um, Conrad says he got COVID twice last year. <laughs> And who knows? He definitely got sick. Uh, yeah. And he got really sick and lost a ton of weight. So he was underweight when we were drinking. And he probably thought to himself, oh, I can always handle this much. And suddenly it got to him. And he's out there creasing his Nike dunks. He's doing push-ups in the middle of Capitol Hill. <clears throat> serenading random people. And this this man has a wonderful voice. He didn't sound so good. Mm. I'm sure he sounded good in his head. Oh, I'm sure. Hey, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's all that matters. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was embarrassing for us all, but fun. But fun. Well, if you uh, if if, I've, if you see me after I've had a, a couple bottles and you tell me I've never had good shoes, I'll get you some pair of shoes okay. if you're convincing. I'll well, I, I, I would never do that. <laughs> I could tell you I've never had a nice car or something. Um, and even still, that's my own choice. <laughs> True. You know, it's priorities. It's priorities. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's fine. My uh, sneakers are my priority. Yeah. Um, so you guys, okay, we somehow got off course to the to the music. Like, really? I really wanted this to be like a whole music talk because I yeah. super dig it. Well, we can edit it, can't we? <laughs> or I you don't, don't edit. You don't edit. Yeah, I mean, that's I right. Just, I just press record and then I upload yeah. and then away I go. Mm. Well, speaking of music, we're playing Tapped Brewery in Muckleteo this Friday, October 15. October 15, that's right. My birthday. Oh. I'm very excited. Are you actually coming to the show though? Probably no, not. No, we're no. going. I don't know where we're going. My wife said take don't have anything planned for Friday because we're going to go somewhere and it's going to take a few hours to get there cool that sounds great so i don't know what we're doing that sounds like the best thing that could happen on your birthday yeah. like you go to mount rainier and you're gonna go up oh, probably not to some little cabin and start pounding you know firewood start pounding firewood <laughs> and chopping them up and she's like you i'm know. pretty sure there's gonna be booze involved mm-hmm. uh and then she said that it's going to be something that only you would enjoy so it either has to do with horror, with racing, fighting, fighting. But she said it was going to be outdoors. Right. <gasps> Could that be it? Racetrack. Let's Could. not. Tr- let's not. No, Carlos, get that thought out of your mind. You don't want to guess <clears throat> it. Don't have expectations. Wow, don't have that expectations. Would be exciting. No, don't even think because about it. Because in Portland, there, there. So the only racing that's in the like the only big racing that's in this area is there is an indie car race in Portland. Mm. Oh, I don't think that's it though cuz they're in the they're in the summer. It, well, it's, anyway. It's not racing. It's not racing. It's not going to be racing. But she did say we were going to be outside. Right. But that could be a lot of things. And yeah. And then what she did tell me is that we're going to spend the night wherever it is, whatever city we'll be at, and then we're going to drive back on Saturday. And then on Saturday night we're going to a Halloween horror cabaret. I know where you're going. Where? Ellensburg. And I'm not going to give away the first reason why, but I know the second reason is the cabaret that's in North Bend that happens every year that's famous. And the only reason you would be going to North Bend is if you're coming from Ellensburg. 
So you think of an event that's happening in Ellensburg, which you shouldn't because you don't need to have expectations. But if you're right, that's super intuitive of you. I'll just say this. University and choir. (laughs) Boys boys choir. (laughs) Well, the boys choir, yeah, the boys are pretty big at that point. I'm a big fan of boys choir. (laughs) Well, boys choir in college is... It's kind of, it's kind of like. Remember, um, I'm from Uruguay. No, you're from. Um, <laughs> no, that's not that's true. Many would remember the thing. <laughs> you're not gonna catch me <laughs> saying anything inappropriate. <laughs> you, 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 I am the so. This is what happened. So, um, man. So I will tie this back into music. I had a huge fight party. Okay, not huge, but I had a fight party. Uh, this past weekend. And uh, Johan and his, and Conrad and um, your lovely girlfriend and two other girls that you were with. I don't know what was going on there. Was that a thruple going on? Um, I can't comment on that. Okay. They were all here. And then uh, we had a show that you weren't part of because you had too many margaritas, I believe. No, that's not the issue. Uh No. Rancho Bravo does great catering or whatever it was that you, it was takeout in like large amounts. You know, there's cilantro and onions and lime and salsa and beans and rice, tortillas. And I kept on making tacos and they were delicious. And I also get, uh, you know, watching heavyweight boxing, I start to get adrenaline and and I was hungry. And so I ate and ate and ate and ate and ate. And all of a sudden I found myself leaning over the porch, wondering why I ate so much. It was nothing to do with the drinks. (laughs) It was Rancho Bravo and their wonderful tacos. (laughs) Well, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully that's a good story. Oh, it was wonderful. It's always awesome to have. uh... Oh, and their chips were great. I really don't like chips, any form. But these chips were crunchy and not too greasy, and and they had that that corn um, aftertaste, you know? Like, you chew them up, and they, yep. and they have the taste of corn. There was a yellow corn uh, shortage mm-hmm. a couple a month ago. So they were out of chips for a couple weeks. Yeah. And there was no yellow corn to be found in the state. No restaurant had them. Yeah. But they're back. Mm. That, that's so weird. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, why? Why is there? They can't blame it on COVID. I mean, they're could blaming everything. It could be a climate thing. It could be, you know, who knows what it could have been. Well, actually, I don't even know if yellow corn is grown here, first of all. I don't even I guess know I if should know. corn is really grown here at all. Yeah. So that might be one problem. If it's not grown here, then who knows? Right. But there was a source shortage on their back. Uh, but uh, Conrad was nice enough to give the boxing fight fans a show after the fight. And that's just so awesome. Yeah. That is just so cool. He hates it, though. Does he? He hates. He says he gets the most nervous when somebody's like, here's a guitar, perform. And that's what I did. Yeah, but you also invited us over and you got him Nike dunks. So I feel like that's <laughs> just fine. And he performed and I sat there and I... Were you laughing knowing that he wasn't... He tried to get me to come up and I sh- and I should have helped him out. But I wasn't feeling... I wasn't feeling it. The only thing that I cared about was that he played the song, my favorite song that I have of, of uh, what you guys recorded. That little Susie song. 
Oh. I really like that song. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> it would be awesome if we had my uncle come on this podcast. Yeah. Because he, he wrote that song. Uh, it's from his hometown in Pinole in the Bay Area. Pinole? Pinole. It's an old Indian name, I think. P-I-N-O-L-E. Okay. It's surely not pronounced like that. Um, <laughs> Pinole. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I was trying to come up with some way of how to pronounce it. Uh, I, I have no idea. But he grew up there, and back in the you know seventies and eighties, um, it was a much different place than the Bay Area is now. Right. And um, that is one of many stories that he has. This he, little Susie chick. Yeah, I mean, he were he he still does construction. As he's a contractor, carpenter, consultant. Mm. Um, he's a builder. And as a builder, he has tons of... Oh, here, I'll just give it to you. He has tons of really fascinating stories about people. Um, Fill it all the way up. Oh, I can't. I gotta, we drink on this show. I have been drinking. There I, There we go. There we go. I, I, yes. I've had to have guests tell me to delete their show because of so much we drink and what they said. And what they said. I'm not. Uh, that's why I'm not saying anything inappropriate or doing anything that somebody might look back on and go, well, you did say that, um, you know, that who knows? You, that you that you did identify as Matthew McConaughey and Magic Mike, <laughs> and therefore Magic Mike. you're an enabler of <laughs> male stripping and well, yeah. sexualization What's the of the male of image. What's the opposite of male chauvinism? Um, the opposite of male chauvinism? Right. Being a turf? I don't know. 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 <laughs> uh, so can, can I do my Matthew McConaughey impression from Magic Mike? Yeah. As best as I can remember. Because I love that movie. I think Steven Soderbergh it. wrote it and directed it. It's I really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed Are it. Are you from Uruguay? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be the best joke I've ever come up with <laughs> that I stole from something else. And I'm not going to enable you to continue it. <laughs> Go ahead, Matthew. <laughs> so he comes up on stage and he gives his... Um, uh, Louis C.K. already made this joke when he's talking about Matthew McConaughey and why he's so sexy and everything. But he Matthew McConaughey's image is totally... His whole persona as this, like, you know, uh, southern, dirty blonde ripped cool guy it, it, it all comes it all is distilled in this character that he plays in magic mike he's just a cool guy yeah he's just a cool guy and he comes Southern, out on stage though. yeah he's from texas is he yeah, yeah. i think i and he comes out on stage and he's like uh uh all right ladies uh can you touch this and he like taps his thigh like, can you touch this no you can't can you touch this? And he like taps his stomach, you know, his abs. No. And then he's tapping his eye. Can you touch this? Um, no, I'm telling the joke wrong. Everything <laughs> he says, you can You can touch this. Ladies, can you touch this? You can touch this. Can you touch this? No, you can't. The law says you can't touch this, but I don't see anybody in here. I don't see any law. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't see the law in here. <laughs> or something like. Uh, and he's totally pointing screwed. to his dong. He's pointing to that general direction. Right. Yeah. Hey. I see a lot of lawbreakers. This is going to be the soundbite. No, please not. Oh, yes. I'm starting to, I'm upping the production value on this show. I'm doing a video 
advertisement and then I'm putting uh, two audio advertisements into promoting it. I mean, bumping up the bumping up the production value. Nice. And you uh, talking about being able to not touch your dong is perfect. Ooh, that's fantastic. It's- <laughs> Like you cannot touch this. That's a but good Matthew a McConaughey. Of, but I see a lot of lawbreakers in here tonight. I need to see this. Did you see all Magic three of Mike. them? I saw the, two of them. I saw the beginning to the second, and it's just so ridiculous. I mean, I'm sure there's some, you know, there's something about it that's entertaining and how over the top sexual it is yeah. with Channing Tatum. You know, he's he's a carpenter now. He. Channing Tatum in real life master carpenter in Magic Mike 2 he pursues his dream to be a Finnish carpenter so he's building cabinetry and so forth and he's in his he's in his shop no but he's in his shop and suddenly this song comes on and he just and it just like takes over and he starts to reminisce about being a male stripper or gyrating yeah so he takes his shirt off and he does this whole dance routine in his workshop you know like sliding he has the table saw running and he like slides legs open to it and then just pops up at the last second so Um, he doesn't cut off his balls exactly he's just really you know testing it he he takes his skill saw and he's like holding it and 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 you know running it and doing this dance thing and then he just lets the saw blade go and it runs into a piece of wood to symbolize like his his carpentry days are over and, and it sticks into the wood it sticks into the I wood think yeah that's how saws work but okay definitely not a sawzall yeah like, does he yeah. like at the end it's like a flash dance where he just pours a bunch of polyurethane stain over himself that would be that would have been great. That would have been cool. Yeah. Trip to the yard. Yeah. <laughs> right after. <laughs> a bunch of muriatic acid. What music was playing during this? Oh. You're asking the wrong guy. <clears throat> so you don't pay attention to music and stuff? I really don't we didn't grow up listening to music no. other than my dad playing music on Sunday mornings. With the violin, the strat. Well, he would play his his. He would strum classical guitar, or he'd play classical violin. What was his favorite tune to play? Um, probably Otis Redding. This chord oh. progression. Dome. Let me see if I can remember what he would play. I always we've, thought that was his own, but we've got a guitar here. This kind of sounds like um, Bill Withers. That's someone to lean on. Yeah, but the Otis Redding. It could also be sitting on the dog. That's sitting on the dog. That by is the bay. super cool. I'm jealous of that. I mean, you know that's a really did? skilled guitar there. My dad would come home from work. Eat dinner, watch a half hour of TV, and go to bed. That's what my dad would do too. It was the Sunday mornings, and that's what was distilled, you know, instilled in my mind was like music and Sunday mornings was like, it was a good feeling. He would play Buena Vista Social Club. If you made a big breakfast, that was his go to song to start start making coffee. My dad would make breakfast in the mornings, during the school week and on the weekends, and my mom would make dinner. Um, and so he would always, you know, if he started making coffee, um, he would follow it up with 
playing some music if it was a if it was a Sunday. Man, that's beautiful. It would, and I that think is that's the where most beautiful gosh darn tune thing I've <laughs> ever heard in my life. And that's probably why we like music. You know, that has to be. Yeah, probably. I didn't get that, <laughs> but I like music, so I don't like. I'm a, I'm a, okay. There's, I I've told my wife. I'm I, inside of me. There is a 70-year-old Jewish man hmm. because I complain about everything. So I don't like what popular opinion says you should like. Like, it took me 10 years to watch The Sopranos. It took me all the seasons of Lost to watch one episode of Lost, which was the last one. Like, I don't come into things until the very end after all of the hype has drawn down. But... The music that I like from the get-go is stuff like Max Gomez. It's stuff like these bands that I see that who knows who the heck they are. That's what that's what I like. Stuff mm. that isn't played nonstop. And I think I just got that from not being ex- from shunning popular culture or thinking that popular culture from a young age. Yeah. Like I I was that weird friend. Like I never fit into really my group of friends because I was always weird. The square one, the nerdy one. I was always a nerd. But I think I did that on purpose because I shunned what the status quo was. It's like I don't want to be like all of these knuckleheads. I mean, I have to say pop music is not especially now, especially probably the last 20 years it's pretty it's pretty synthetic you know it's done with a lot of computers there's just not a lot of um variance and i don't know that's why people like grunge you know it's raw so you know i i tried to get you to put me in a box earlier and you very gracefully did not put me in the box but i'll try to do it again you will never guess what record has been played most on my record player. It is Neil Diamond. Mm, and Neil it's Diamond. not new Neil Diamond. It's his 60s. Okay. Like Cherry Cherry. Oh. Like those. I've yeah. played that record dozens and dozens well, of times. You and Conard and George seem to all love that man. Man. And then, I, you know, kudos, it's my wife. Like, kudos to my wife because... I've been to two or three Neil Diamond concerts. And the first one that I went to, it's like, oh, like, like, what am I going to do? Like, who's like, what? But I just fell in love with it. It was I was (laughs) I was surrounded by these 60 year old ladies who were just going nuts. And then I'm I'm this you know tad bit younger of a person still digging it. Neil Neil Diamond's a a great singer. And I, so, so this, uh, so I have his sixties hits record and it's just like, the whole thing is just great. I just Mm -hmm. really, really like it. And then the second, uh, record that I've probably played the most is like a Pink Floyd. What is it? Three. The one where, uh, animal is on. Mm. Like, I like that one too. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always been offbeat with the stuff that I like. And then I like the mix. So even even the music that I, I mean, listen I to mean, now. You're, you're maybe a little bit in the past, but definitely not that offbeat. Because Neil Diamond's super popular. Well, offbeat Pink to Floyd. my demo. Yeah. Yeah. 
But even to my demo, I am offbeat with the Spanish music that I do listen to because I like reggaeton, mm -hmm. like Nacho, Chino y Nacho, and Farruko, and Baby Daddy, Daddy Baby Yankee, whatever. Like I'll, But the Mexicans typically don't like that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like Mexicans like banda or bachata or salsa. But I like the more different stuff. And there's been times when I'm playing my music at the sneaker shop and then no joke i've had mexican people ask me are you like this can go on to the conversation that we've had before like the questions that i've been asked in that in the capitol hill area where you wouldn't think that you would be asked this question but i've been asked are you puerto rican i'm like no i'm not puerto rican like are you venezuelan no and then after the second time i just said i'm mexican they're like oh okay okay and then, you know, I'm just there talking. And then, but I'm, I'm, I just, then it clicked. I have Chino and Nacho on. So then I asked them, I said, are you asking me because I'm listening to reggaeton? And they're like, yeah, that's why. And are, are you familiar with this? Do you know who Chino and Nacho are? No. So I'll give you a little, uh, I'll give you a little, uh, uh, sample of what I'm talking about, and the, this is typically not a Mexican thing that they that that we listen to. Um, but it just goes. I mean, it's just sort of going to our previous conversation where it's okay to be and like very different things, but it's typically people who are supposed to be like us that are the first to criticize bad mouth and tell us why we're wrong. Hmm. I mean, okay, that's probably not what we were talking about, but it probably would have gotten there eventually. <laughs> um, so it's, it's rude. That's just really interesting to me. And it's like the stuff that I like, isn't really even that crazy. Um, so here we go. Okay, that's just a, a sample. Mm -hmm. And I know that you don't understand anything of the, what that said. <clears throat> but the common denominator amongst all of the stuff that I like is positivity. Mm. Like, I don't like stuff that's negative. And I, I like, okay, so rap, for example. Name one positive rap song. Positive in what way? Just uplifting, something that makes you feel good. I mean, you may be able to name off some stuff that's popular to dance to. Oh, definitely <laughs> that um, that uh, Black Eyed Peas song where Will I Am has that. I know. And there's a reason. It's gonna be true. I had a minute. Yeah, I had a minute. But <laughs> just that kidding, is that's probably not <laughs> hip hop. <laughs> right. Right. That's 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 <laughs> just pop music. Right. right. So it's just stuff like that. Yeah. So I so I, I I want to see artistry. And I don't see that in a lot of things. But 
what I do see it, and that's what I just gravitate to. When you you said uh, earlier that uh, you had a you like to document stuff, so do you have a whole notebook full of songs that you've written that haven't been played? No, I use voice memos. I do document a lot. I I take down funny quotes that people have. I like to vid, you know, film on my phone, take pictures like everybody does and um and rec- do a lot of voice memo stuff. I've gotten a lot of trouble for recording really interesting oh, conversations. When we were when Conrad and I were acting like idiots, you were recording. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> and the thing is I don't really share them. I just I have them to look back on. Um, so you must have like a 50 gig subscription. No, I have a, an iPhone 5S with 64 gigs and it just does the trick. I don't download any apps. I delete my cookies, whatever. So I can, you know, voice memos, you, your phone can be like almost completely full and you can still record voice memos for months. Yeah. Cause they only take up a few, you know, few meg kilobytes or whatever i mean it's really almost so well so what's like so how do you what do you is there a category do you categorize them some way what's your do you do the dewey decimal system in these so that you can go back and look and say okay i i'll just i'll the title will either be the place you know wherever we are who we're with or it's something funny that somebody said during it but usually you just rely on memory to remember what the what you emoted is that the right word what you hmm um, like so how do you because in my brain there needs to be an emotion tied to what you are writing yeah so well does, for the title of the voice memos i don't right uh i mean we can look because you know not, you know what i'm saying it's like because if you you it would have to title the voice memo in a way that will make you re re uh re get again yeah what it is so that's like okay it's like i want to write a little catchy tune okay i'm gonna write in my vest like what's like what's a voice memo that i have that could make me think of something catchy or i'm somber today did i record a somber voice memo do you categorize that way does i mean it's it's either a song or a conversation um, so I, you know, it's just like, oh, jazz ideas. Hey, that's, that's, uh, that's, I or, or Yasmin pranks George, you know, uh, that's a good, that can go in a whole bunch of different directions. New recording <laughs> number 20. New recording 23. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, What's Yasmin pranks George? I want to listen to that. Oh, I, she called him up. Okay, sure. I mean, it's, did she say Johan knows about us? <laughs> Um, that's funny. You know, I do have a little soundbite. I think of Conrad singing a, an old Irish tune that was featured in um, the Lighthouse, a Dave oh, Eggers movie, with uh, uh, William Defoe and and Pattinson. I haven't seen that yet. Let's see. Who's in the background? That's George singing with him. 
Um, uh, you know. So that man, I want to. What? Okay. So when you're fifty, will you still have this notebook? I mean, or I, how many notebooks are there? I just sync everything from my phone to oh, iTunes. You have to write it down. Oh, I don't. No, write, I'm talking I, about the songs, not your. Voice oh, memos. the songs. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> thing is, when a song sticks, a song sticks. I, I I'll remember it. I might not remember how to play it or sing it completely because I don't have a good memory once yeah. I've written something. Um, but it'll it'll be it'll be there. I, so I'll how about this? A lot of times I just have. I okay, this is weird. This is a little weird. So um I I I've I've life has sucked for uh since since late January of last year. Uh so I found one form, an outlet that I have is that I write haikus. Hmm. Which is weird, right? Like I'll <laughs> Okay, um, the only reason I'm going to share this is because I'm a little bit buzzed. But, uh, and then I think it's okay to go ahead and say, I lost my parents earlier this year. And, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, I was uh, sitting on the couch watching Armageddon. Have you seen Armageddon? Armageddon? Is that with Tommy Lee Jones? Uh, no, that's uh, Bruce Willis when he's a driller, and then they have to shoot him up into space to go, oh, you to know go what? drill into an that. asteroid. God, those those stupid movies are so yeah, fun to watch. I know, but man, this movie is just so. This this movie this is like the perfect man movie. Armageddon. Because, yeah, because it's Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Ben Affleck, Owen Wilson. Uh, Steve Buscemi, and they're a bunch of of uh, of dr- of oil. They're out. Their job I know is the to plot, go yeah. out and drill for oil, and then they need to drill into this asteroid, and it sets them off. And yeah, it's pretty absurd. <clears throat> so, which made me re- it rekindled my love of the song from Joni Smith. I'm leaving on a jet plane, which it's not called that, but it's. I it's biplane. It's, it's leaving on a biplane. It's leaving on a biplane. Yeah, leaving on a biplane. Not jet plane. It's biplane. Oh, okay. So that, so I mean, there was no reason for me to think of my parents, but I started to. So then I thought, man, it's like I'm just sitting here feeling a little bit sad. And then, um, and then I farted, <laughs> like I just let it rip. So that. <laughs> So then I wrote, I'm thinking sad thoughts, but then I farted loudly. Laughing made me smile. That's fantastic, Carlos. So that's my haiku, right? And that, like, I've written a bunch of them. Yeah. So it's in, like, anytime I have these ideas. That's what's happened. That's what happened. (laughs) Well, that's why it's so beautiful. (laughs) And then I sent it to my cousin. I have a cousin who's in Colorado right now. And this is like two o'clock in the morning, right? Because that's the only time I really <clears throat> start uh, being introspective. Uh, so it's, it's a very harsh moment in the morning, isn't it? Well, because stuff, 
like, first of all, I should have been asleep. Uh, I should not have had that, those last few glasses of wine. Right. So it was totally my doing. I'm, I can, basically what I'm saying is that I controlled how I felt. Uh, but then that happened and I thought, geez, like that, cause I farted really loud and then I started to laugh cause I'm a boy and that's funny. So I thought that like, like this needs to be a haiku. So I wrote it <laughs> and then I sent it to my cousin <laughs> and then she, rep- she replied to me almost right away. And then she said, you're probably feeling sad right now, but that is probably one of the funniest things that I've read. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so it's like, I'm, I'm right now. So what I've written is a little bit scattered, but I think I need to do a better job of what I thought about doing was uh, creating an Instagram page just for my haikus. Like, and then only write, like, if we're to just be text. <clears throat> but then eventually, like, some of these can be songs. Like, there can be songs about that. Like, I can totally... And because I like these folksy types of songs, I think that lends itself pretty well to having this folksy song about feeling sad, but then letting one rip. Mm. and then laughing. I don't know. To yeah, me, it would be, it'd be hard to write a song about that, but as a haiku, it's really great. <laughs> I just, I've never, just because I've never heard a song about farting before. I, I'm sure if I were to task the bros, you and your bros, and Evan, that it would, it would be, like, I want to be that. I want to be there when you write your songs. Invite me <sighs> when you write the songs. Yeah. Boy, I mean, most of what happens is somebody has an idea that they flesh out. That probably means lyrics. And that probably means most of the song is set up. Then they bring it to the band. We get together. We're in the studio. And everybody else kind of accompanies their idea. It's co- um, collaboration in, in that sense with us is probably similar with a lot of people. It's not like somebody's like, uh, Oh, here's an idea. Why does, why doesn't the song go here? The windows open. I don't want my 50 cent soundproofing. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. Man, the new studio is going to be so cool. Better be. I can't wait for people to see it. Better be like, I already have the table for it. I'm, I'm going to order some, I'm, I'm ordering the stuff for the studio before I even have a studio. So, okay, so basically what you're saying is that in order to have you guys do a song, I need to write the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't know how to structure a song. How I mean, just listen listen a to a listen to a song. It's great to listen to, like, um, I don't know, you could listen to a pop song from the 50s and look uh, at look at the structure. I would say, you know, something that. Man, but I mean, we were talking about Beatles. Maybe for two the 60s, minutes, yeah. ten seconds. Yeah, that's fine. You can drag out each, each verse. That's what I matter. liked about the Beatles that they're so short. Yeah, they have short songs. I like short songs. One of my favorite songs is the last song on Abbey Road. Abbey Road. My Majesty is a pretty nice girl. Yeah. But she doesn't got a lot to say. Dum 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 dum. My Majesty is a pretty nice girl, but she changes from day to day. I want to tell her that I love her a lot. But I got a got a belly full of wine. 
My majesty's a pretty nice girl. Someday I'm gonna make her mine. Doom, doom. Someday I'm gonna make her mine. Bo-bo. And it just cuts off. I think that's how the album ends. Yeah. Right? And for the longest time, <laughs> I thought it was something wrong with my cassette player. No. And yeah. I got it as a cassette, as a tape for my fifth birthday from my dad's friend who played Abbey Road in the car once when I was being a little whiny boy. We were on a long road trip, and I started crying. He played Abbey Road, and I loved it. And so for my fifth birthday, he gave me that cassette, and I put it in the stereo that evening at my birthday. And I just I loved it. So great. So that album is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's probably top five of what I played. Mm. That one and Yellow Submarine. I really like Yellow Submarine, too. Yeah. I like to drop some acid. <laughs> and then listen to Strawberry Fields. Yeah. Okay, I've never dropped acid. But I'd like to... Is Strawberry Fields... Wait, is Yellow Submarine an album? Yeah. I didn't know the album was called Yellow Submarine. I think so. I have I it. don't know. I can show it to you. I believe you. So many of the songs I've just heard on playlists, you know, because if you don't have the physical copy yeah. album titles, when it's all in one place, you don't really think of that. No, yeah, I believe so. Sergeant, is it Sergeant Pepper's Yellow Submarine? Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Oh, Sergeant Pepper's Yellow Submarine. Wait, am I wrong? You're definitely wrong on that, but I'm probably <laughs> wrong that Yellow Submarine is not just a song, but also an album. I believe it's an album. Could be. We'll pr- we'll see in the two seconds. Although, yeah, who knows? Uh, Lucy in the Skies on Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That's the album. That's a good one, too. Yeah. These are all good. Like, these are all good. The. Are you a collector of vinyl? <clears throat> no, I don't know. I'm a player. I don't have the space for that. I once had way much, too much to drink, went to the record shop on the corner of 10th and Pike. Yeah. And bought a very expensive original pressing of. Prince, 1999. Mm. And I didn't realize how much I paid for it until later. How much did you pay for it? I, a lot. 400 bucks? Well, I don't think they were that much. But more than I would have wanted to have paid because I probably wouldn't have sober, I would not have bought an original pressing of yeah. Prince, 1999. Yeah. I would have bought... I'm trying to build up my jazz... I'm not trying to. I want to build up my jazz collection because right now I have Thelonious. I have a couple Thelonious Monk. Brilliant. Just, I mean, sometimes I get into these where I'm angry, but I don't act out when I'm angry. At least I, I don't think I do. I don't. I don't think my. I think my wife would say that when I'm angry, I shut down. She gets, she's violent, my wife. <laughs> Physically violent with you? <laughs> no, but she gets angry. Like, she'll, she's, will let me know. Whereas me, I'm, I'm, I'm like my dad in that way, where, uh, you got, I mean, they raised me in a very traditional Mexican way that men are supposed to be composed not show really their emotions, be decisive, be have the illusion of being in control and that they know what they're supposed to do 
And even the other day I was telling, I was talking to my wife and I was describing the difference between myself and someone that I know. And that person that I know has a tendency to panic. And even just today, or not today, the other day, he's, he, he, like I was talking to him and then he said, you know, he's like, I was in this mood and I was feeling this depression coming on. I mean, you're never going to hear me say that. But that's just my wiring, right? Uh, and I've had lots of conversations with people about this where I just don't think I am wired with the capacity to be that. To talk about it. No, to be it. I, I, my wiring does not understand the, does not understand that. Yeah. I mean, you probably, <clears throat> you, you're probably repressing stuff. That's the, I, I understand that that's the, the first thing that people yeah. say, but at the same, uh, so the, the, in addition to, I also don't understand addiction because there is nothing in my system that I don't have any addictive traits. Um, and then I chalk that up to that I'm too lazy to be addicted to anything. Mm. Like even smoking. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're into this for a little bit and then I'll let you go. But we were talking I was talking about this today with someone who is a recovering alcoholic about alcoholism. And then some, you know, he said, yes, I went to an AA meeting yesterday and then someone piped up and it's like, yeah, I used to be addicted to this. And then, and then I just, well, I, I felt out of place a little bit, but of course I had to throw my two cents in. And I said, I'm going to say something completely stupid here. I said, I don't understand that at all because I'm too lazy to be addicted to anything. And then they laughed. Right. But then I followed it up by saying, have you seen Leaving Las Vegas? With Nick Cage? Yeah. No. So Nick, the whole point of that movie is that the Nick Cage character goes to Vegas to kill himself. But he's going to drink himself to death. That was his plan. So w there's this one scene where he goes to the liquor store, pushing his cart down the aisles of the liquor store, and is putting these bottles into his cart and then I'm so and so I'm telling the story. And I said, first of all, I said, I hate going to the store. I don't like going to any store. The oh, only I love it. I don't like grocery it. store. No, I hate the grocery store. That's the my only favorite. time I go to the grocery store is when I promise my wife that I'm going to cook her something special. Then I go to the grocery store and get my ingredients. And I want to get in and get out. Like I know exactly what I'm gonna get in because I hate it. There's a bunch of wackos in there. I don't want to be in there. I hate the grocery store. Actually, I, I don't like any store. I don't like going to the mall anymore. I don't like going clothes shopping. I don't like going to Fred Meyer. I don't like going to, I don't like going to the store. So the, as I'm telling this, as I'm you know, giving my point of view, I said, first of all, he's at the liquor store. Ugh. No, thank you. I don't want to go to the store. And then I said, okay, fine. Let's say I go to the grocery store. You have to get a cart. Like, where is this cart? Is the cart just there? It's probably not there. It's probably somewhere in the parking lot. 
So then you parked and then you go inside and then like, okay, I need a cart. Cause this happened to me the other day I parked, I went into the store and then I thought, okay, I'm probably going to need a cart because I'm going to carry more. I'm going to need more stuff than I can carry. And then I go to where the carts are. Guess what? There's no carts there. So what do I have to do? I have to walk back across the parking lot to get my cart. Okay, fine. Grab your cart. So then you're putting all of these bottles into your cart. Fine. But then he has a whole bunch. So then what? Are you like, where's the boxes that you're going to put these bottles in? Are you just going to throw them into your car? You have to put them in something to put them into your car. And that's probably going to take, what, half an hour for this person to ring all this stuff up? And so here these these two people who've abused substances and recovered from them are thinking, wait, is his, what is this deal? <laughs> what is this deal right now? Is he trying to Seinfeld us on, but on how he I'm, hates going to the grocery this store? This is how I think. This is how I think. And then, and, and then we're just to putting the bottles into the cart. Right. Then you have to ring them up, yeah. which takes forever. And then, because then when you buy something at the grocery store, you put it into it's unless it's Aldi. Like they don't have Aldi's here, but back when I grew up, there was Aldi. Are you, you're familiar with? I mean, you're Germany. The Aldi's a German. Yeah, Aldi's company. are all over Europe. Yeah. So Aldi here in the U.S. It was the first grocery store where you had to box your own stuff. Yeah. And as a kid, I was super embarrassed to go to Aldi because that was the cheap. Like everything was off brand. Right. Yeah. It's like it's, it's a grocery outlet. I mean, well, well, here there is an actual store called the grocery outlet. So, no. But, but I mean, like was, Trader uh, Joe's is part of Aldi, but no way is Trader Joe's like Aldi. I say grocery outlet is or a restaurant supply store like Cash and Carry is as close to yeah. an Aldi as I can Except think. for Cash and Carry caters to restaurants. Right. Whereas Aldi caters to just regular people. Right. Where you have to get your own box. So that means that you have to take the stuff out of the box that they're shipped in on the shelf. Take that. My mom would say, Ve, gara unas cajas. Which meant go and get boxes. Mm -hmm. So I would go and walk down the aisles again, find whatever is low, just dump it out, and then take the box. Right. So it's like, is this what this person is doing for all of these liquor bottles? It is like there has to be at least 20 boxes for all of this stuff to fit in. And then you got to put it in your car. Fine. Let's just say that that's a piece of cake and you just put the boxes in your car. But he drove a sedan. So, no, that's not that simple. And then you have to drive carefully Otherwise, if you go crazy, I mean, he was already drunk. If he drives carefully, these things are going to bounce and they're going to break. So you're going to have all of this spilt liquor in your car. I mean, yeah, he's going to kill himself, but still. And then you go to your hotel and then you got to carry all that stuff into the hotel. I'm out. It's a lot of work. It's for somebody that wants to kill themselves. That seems a little bit too full of effort, you know, but I can narrow that down to the most simplest of things of cigarettes man you have to go to the store almost every day yeah but you think about it like if i guess if you cigarettes different you know if, you, if you're really into smoking you probably look forward to that opening a new pack the whole spiel mm-hmm. no i just i'm just i just don't i just do not think that way yeah at all 
and yeah, I mean, perhaps I'm being glib about it, and perhaps I'm being super, uh, like, uh, but I just won't do it. <laughs> I just, I, here's an example. I have super arthritis in my knees that CBD helps. I won't go to the dispensary to get CBD oil. I won't do it. I just hate going to the store. Yeah. I just won't go to the store. I don't like it. I don't like going in. I don't like standing in line. I don't See, like looking for all of this stuff. For me, it gives me an excuse to get out of the house sometimes. You know, I might be really stuck in some stupid project that I'm doing because uh, yeah. I can't sit still. You know, so whatever. But there's I'm, so many more useful things you can do by going outside. I can go outside and take pictures of random people on the street. Yeah, that is far more interesting. Even though I, even though I've been told plenty to f off, right? Plenty. Like yeah, I think you've seen a little bit of my street photography work. I've had people tell me a whole bunch of crazy, very very mean things. Yeah, it's it's a frightening thing. You have to have a lot of courage to do that. For the most part, when I have successfully taken photos of people on the street, I've always just been like, hey, can I get a portrait for a dollar? Like, I'll pay you a dollar. Nah. I've gotten some cool photos doing that, but it requires having to engage with the person. Sometimes you just want to snap a photo. Yeah, my artistic integrity does not allow me to pay for photos. <laughs> I've only paid once, I think, and that was because I wanted to take pictures of these little boys that were selling gum in Mexico. And I felt that if I had just taken the picture, it would have been exploitative. Uh, but I gave them, I gave them a lot of money. Uh, well, in Mexican money, like twenty bucks in the U.S., but down twenty there, bucks would be what, like four hundred pesos? Uh, yeah, around there, which was, which was a whole ton. But it was probably it's probably one of my best pictures I've ever nice. taken. I don't know if I've ever showed it to you. I'll show you to you when we're done. But it, so anyways, I, like we got totally out of whack here, but I don't even know what I was saying. You were saying, saying that, that you were saying that um, with addiction, you find it to probably require too much work than you're willing yeah. to put in. So I am not I'm not downplaying anyone's issue with this i am not i'm not saying that this doesn't obviously i'm not saying this doesn't exist because it very so much exists what i'm saying is that personally i find it hard to empathize because i will say don't you have better things to do but that's obviously a horrible thing to say right. for someone who's battling addiction yeah so i keep my mouth shut other than when i feel it okay to be able to say i'm just too lazy um, so I'm not, I, I, I am no help in this. My empathy level is, uh, I, 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 well, I don't think it's a bad thing that I don't have empathy because it is completely outside of my wheelhouse. I don't know if that, I don't well, know if you I'm consider just, yourself not very empathetic. No, I consider myself very empathetic. Well, I can pretend to be. Um, mostly because I have many, many stories of people telling me the most intimate of 
I don't want to say secrets, but the most intimate details of of them, of their life. And I don't think I seek it out. Like, I don't, I don't fish for it. Like, that's another thing. It's like some people, do you find that people say things in hopes that you ask follow-up questions? Do you ever notice this about people? Uh, give me an example. So, for example, like if I were to say, hey, Johan, how's it going? Let's pretend, like, just pretend. Uh, yeah, pretty good. You're How doing you? pretty good. Um, you know, man, I had this thing. I don't do that. <laughs> That's fit to me. That means you're fishing. You're fishing. I yeah. call it fishing because that means that you just don't want to go out and say it. So you're just saying these very vague things, hoping that someone shows interest and will ask a follow up question. And I hate that. I hate it. And I don't do it. <clears throat> I will like if if you ever give this namby pamby roundabout beat around the bush answer to something I say in hopes that I'm going to ask the follow up question in order for you to say whatever it is that you want to say, you're not going to get that from me. And a lot of people are just that way. They just they just put out a little tester in hopes that someone grabs it and will respond. I mean, they'll find a way no matter what, you know what I mean? To the right, to the person who will, to the person that will play along, I won't play along. Like if something like that happened, I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I'll just move on. Like I've done it so many times. And especially at the sneaker shop, we have these people who do this. And then uh, afterwards, afterwards, when they leave, um, the owner and I, I'll say, did you see what he said? He's like, and he knows me enough already. He was like, yeah, he was, he wanted you to ask. I'm like, yeah, I'm not asking. And then he'll laugh because I acknowledged and I realized that this person wanted to keep on, but I wanted to know part of it. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to say something, say it. Yeah. Don't make me, f- don't make me fish for it. Cause I won't play. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to play along. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's, that's annoying. But what's worse is when people just start talking and talking and talking and you can't get like a word I'm doing in. now. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is, that's not even close. I'm talking about like you start engaging with somebody and you realize that if you don't really say a word that they'll just talk for forever. Yeah. You know, they won't ask a question. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Like, I love, but I love asking questions. I mean, I think that's sort of the difference Mm. because people believe something for a reason. And like the why Mm. is a lot like I've had this. Actually, I've had this conversation multiple times in the last couple of weeks where I've not been in the best of moods. But my question is, don't say, are you in a bad mood? Because that's just going to put me further in a bad mood. Because obviously I'm in a bad mood. Say, why are you in a bad mood? And then that will... Then the, then what that does is that it makes me say... It makes me step back and say, okay. They're acknowledging that I've been in a bad mood. Got it. I will then try to be... Uh, I will I will then try to be helpful and then we can go from there. 
But then just asking these questions for, I feel that a lot of people ask questions just for the sake of asking questions and not really want to ask the real question. And that's why I'm saying that I have this 70 year old Jewish man inside of me because I dismiss people who ask questions if they don't ask it in the right way. Hmm. It's like, I'm a prick. I get it. I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I'm not the easiest person. If I care, then I'm not the easiest person to communicate with because uh, I do, I'm, I do believe that if you want to properly communicate, then you need to put some thought into how you ask a question. Which, which might be weird, but if you care and you're invested in someone, then you should care enough to really think about the question that you're going. And, and I'm talking about things that matter, right? Like random things, who cares? But I'm talking about things with substance. If you care about someone and you're vested in them, then you should care enough to really formulate the question in the correct way, or at least in the way that they're going to resp- uh, get it. Hmm. If you care, if you don't, who cares? Then it doesn't matter, right? Then like we just said before, you just stop, whatever. But if you really have, and then, <clears throat> I mean, <sighs> but even then I'm wacky, right? Because I've been in a relationship with, I've been with my wife for, almost 20 years and then sometimes when she asks me a question I get annoyed because I think why are you asking me this if you just step back and think for two seconds this question would have been you would have asked this question in a different way so I at the same time I completely understand I completely understand how I can be unrealistic is probably you're agreeing with me right away, but well, th- there's a degree well, about. No, I this. understand what you mean. There's I... a degree about th- how people communicate. Like, there's a well, what's that science called? Linguistics. Is it linguistics? <laughs> I, don't I, know. I thought linguistics first, but I thought linguistics was just the language, but not in the interpersonal communication of it. I mean, who knows what that specific. Uh, I think I would be good at study is, but yeah, language is pretty fascinating. But we need to in to wrap. I don't know if to wrap this up. I think it would be really helpful for everyone if we would just take a little bit more time to think about how we present questions, how we express ideas to each other Um, because if you just say things knee jerk that's not good because emotion is emotions and feelings are false I believe because they can change from one second to another right so if you really want to communicate 
and you really want to get down to the crux of a topic or an issue or of the situation that you're dealing with, you can't just go off of what you're feeling and what the emotion is to blurt out whatever question that it might be, because that's just probably going to annoy the other person. Like they just have to be a little bit more thoughtful, which goes back. I'll tie it back to, I try to be polite. And then in my brain, the word polite is the British term of polite, right? I mean, you, we talked about British people earlier, but their, their concern for being polite, I really appreciate. And I really do think that if we really tried to be more polite to people, like that would solve a ton of problems. Politeness, mm-hmm. courteous, being courteous to someone. And that's just the, 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 like those, I don't even hear those words uttered very much. Well, I mean, so much of our interactions now uh, where, you know, heated things happen tend to be online, for instance, uh, you know. Which are meaningless, if you ask me. Yeah, you know, and, and we're not face to face. So there's a lot of uh, bad behavior and, you know, impoliteness. Yeah. You know, I I agree. I think being polite is a practical thing to... um, Don't you think that being polite clears up a lot of these issues? What issues? Any issues. Any issues? I mean... Any issues regarding interhuman communication, being polite. Not... Like... So... My wife and I have, I, my wife does this, which drives me insane. We love wine. Yeah. We go to wine tastings. She'll taste wine. The person doing the tasting is not the winemaker. My wife will say, oh, it's like, oh, I didn't really like this one. And then the person pouring the wine is like, okay. It's like, that's unnecessary. If you were in a focus group, hired by the winemaker that wanted input, fine. But you're not. You're just a customer coming in, doing a tasting. There is no need for you to say, I didn't like this one. Just say, okay, I, I, I liked it. And then that's it. It's like they're not going to base their production volume. They're not going to base their marketing budget. Yeah, it, it doesn't serve any purpose. It doesn't serve any purpose. Right. These like this, this type of thing, whereas I will just well, first of all, I don't pour anything in. So I'll just drink anything. But I'll just say, okay, it was okay. Like, I won't say I loved it. I won't say I didn't like it. I'll just say it's okay. Yeah, because that is the the most polite thing that I can do. Right. But I definitely won't say I don't like it. Yeah. Well, maybe it's that she wants the person to be like, well, why not? You know, and then and then they and she might say, because blah, 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 blah. And she Oh, so you're looking for something that's more like this. No, you know. with the white tastings, no. Okay. You just get them all. Okay. Right. I don't it's know. Those, Poli- it's politeness is a things. fascinating thing. I, it would take a lot more time to get into. But, yeah, politeness has a – the importance of politeness. Um, I place a high value on politeness. Yeah, there's a lot of And value. I fail every day. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I during our party – 
but but I would I would have to say when you're impolite, if it comes from just being in a bad mood, or being unhappy, whatever it is, and you're impolite, um, yeah, you 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 know what, you probably need to control your emotions better or whatever. It depends, but the people that might be like I, it d- doesn't matter right like, i can i can act however i want they still have to do their job that's the worst i think you know but then that goes to this whole other thing that really goes to this whole other conversation of everyone now believing that their voice needs to be heard Ugh. Hmm. no i mean you're you're negative <laughs> no because yeah. there's plenty I mean, of morons but, out there but here we are talking exactly. to the internet <laughs> true agreed but my listeners are going up which is the uh redeeming factor or what my listeners are going up oh there you go right i mean you need to have some entertainment value i get it like i get it and like i don't record this right so this isn't on youtube this is purely listening to because that's what i want to yeah like, that's where I feel that I'll have the most impact. Do you think anybody's actually going to listen this far into the podcast? They do. They are now. It's picking up. I was doing really well pre-COVID. I, I was getting, I was, okay, blah, like I'm saying woulda, shoulda, coulda. But um, pre, right before everything shut down, I was going to get a major sponsor from a traveling, from a certain travel website, travel, uh, travel search website, one of those. And I was going to get 10K in travel vouchers. <clears throat> Lori was super happy about that. But then, like, that was that was literally two weeks before everything shut down. That sucks. So everything that I had lined up, just, I, I would have still kept on doing them because I've always been a you're in control of your own destiny type of guy. So if you wanted to come in and wear whatever it is that you wanted to wear, and I would have had a gallon of sanitizer here to bathe yourself before and after, I would have done it. But uh, I just didn't want to put people in that position. So the few shows that I did do um, were telephone, which, so one of my favorite podcasts is the, I listen to true crime podcasts a lot. And my most favorite show is called Sword and Scale. And they are one of the top true crime podcasts. I mean, I'm talking tens of millions of downloads that this podcast has. And I had the host of that show on my show last year. That's awesome. Mike Boudet. I had it like I just um, I was following him on Twitter. And then I said, hey, I'm going to start up podcast. Do you want to be on my show? And he said, sure. So he's in Texas and he recorded his audio and then I just mixed it in. Um, but, man, if that had just happened before, I think it would have... Well, anyway, so my point is is that people are listening and people are starting to listen more. Like, I need to get... I think I'm about two months away being consistent. That's why I really wanted you to come even without Conrad because I need at least a show a week. Yeah. And... uh uh you consistency is the key here but at the same time i just love having conversations man i just like talking i mean i don't know i can talk forever yeah dude this is fun 
It was a great time. Even if it's about nonsense. Yeah, about nonsense. I tried to have fun. I mean, this has probably been one of the most serious shows that I've done. <laughs> it's just because we haven't had as much to drink, probably, as others. Are, That's your you know. fault. I mean, I'm 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 not going to say I'm buzzed, but I feel comfortable enough to talk into a mic and hear my own voice. You sound great. Although, I wish we had played more, but when... Uh, how about this? We talked a lot about Conrad, mm. which I wanted this more to be about you, but... Oh, when, I don't I care. mean, Conrad and Sneakers... Like yeah. You got me yeah. hooked, but we'll need to have both of you in. Um, the uh, I started a new company called the Sneakers Friend, and it is a, a premium sneaker cleaner company. So I'm going to be launching that hopefully within the next few months. But they sponsored me, which is just me sponsoring. FYI. And I got a brand new ribbon mic that I haven't picked up yet. Oh, heck yeah. Very cool. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. My voice sounds so sexy. <laughs> and it, um, but this mic will be freed up. So it'll be you, Conrad, and then another mic for, 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 uh, for an instrument. Nice. And that'll Very be cool. good. Yeah. And then, man, the new studio, man, I'm so it doesn't exist yet. Well, it exists. It's just not mine yet. But it's going to be set up to play music. Yeah. Like guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. It's going to it's going to have to be. So it's going to be four times bigger than this. Yeah. And uh, I'm just so looking forward to it. All right, are we done? I think we've covered a lot of issues. Man, we did a whole lot. So this is probably one of the most serious that I've done, but I still do. I still do think that it wraps up into music, right? Because part of what I was gonna say about the about Max is that he wanted to write a activism song. It sucked, but he said he drew sort of inspiration from songs that came out in the '40s and then in the '60s, and his rendition from for a current activism song just fell flat and wouldn't play well in a large group of people but that doesn't mean that it didn't come from a place of artistry right where you still want to do this and then this is like all like this type of conversation is what leads to songwriting what leads to music what leads to anything creative like they're like art, photography, painting, sculpture. There's always angst. There has to be angst in it. And I I really still do think that this lends itself to it. And I am looking forward to hearing the song that you write based off of our conversation today. Oh man, that's not gonna happen. Carlos, I haven't written a song and why? Why? Because as I get older, dude, you're 28. Yeah, but you know what? Like, when I was 23, I was you know writing I songs all the time. When I was 24, I was writing songs not all the time, but frequently. When I was 25, it was a lot less frequent. 26, 27, way less frequent. It's just, I feel like I was experiencing things in as an adult, kind of for the first time, and you're processing it and trying to 
make sense of it. And so, you, you know, musically you're, you're putting something down that expresses how you feel. And now you're just like, well, it's the same stuff over and over again. Dude, you are 28 years old. Yeah. But I guarantee you, I'll feel the same way in 10 years. I do about music than I do now. Every 28 year old says something similar about what they're feeling and what they will, what they will feel or later. Who was it? I think it was it Bob Dylan. Somebody talked about, um, I don't think it was Bob Dylan, but it was a great musician who said around 28, 29, early 30s, you just stop. Maybe it was like Pete Seeger or something. He's like, you stop feeling that inspiration. It was probably the alcoholism. Pete Seeger was dry. Was dry. (laughs) <laughs> that's a unicorn all I'll have to say is if I I had more time when I was younger than I do now that's probably oh, the, the the main reason man the what is it youth is wasted on the youth youth is wasted on the on the um, on the phone that's what it no, is I think they say what do they say they say something like that yeah, youth is wasted on Instagram I think they say youth is wasted on the young hmm. is what they say hmm Dude, you are a you're a kid. Yeah, I sure don't feel like it. I wish I wish I I wish my knees didn't Dude, hurt. I'm gonna be I'm old. I'm the oldest I know, of you this have a whole knee brace. Thing. You have a knee brace. Man, bro. Call it the Mark One. That's the bummer is carbon like fiber. Body aches. I am let's see I was born. What what year is this? Two thousand twenty one. I'm forty three. On Friday. Yeah. You're a kid. You were 30 when I was 15. You were 35 when I was 20. Yeah. Right. And, uh, man, well, I mean, mentally, I'm Your two major, your two, your two TV show runs older than me, to put into perspective. Right. So one full generation almost. Like I feel super old because I've been married twice. I've had three careers. Yeah, three, two, yeah. Three, yeah, three careers. Um but dude, you are so young. I appreciate it. I mean I try. I do my best. <laughs> dude, you're really twenty-eight years old. Jesus Christ. I, You're a kid. I, I go to the Korean spa. I buy a whole bunch of. Um, and Conrad is how old? Conrad is 22. Jeez Louise. I did not think he was 22. Yeah. That's crazy, huh? So he was born in 99? Yep. Oy vey. No, he was born at the end of 98. Man, I am an old man. <laughs> I can now drink them though. That's crazy. I got that old man liver. (laughs) (laughs) Until you start getting the gout. It's over. Yeah, then it'll be over. Who got the gout? You. I'm saying until you start getting the gout, then it's over. That's what I'm saying. My gout's over. Oh, oh. You've had the gout. I did. Yikes. It's gone. Dang, good for you, bro. It's gone. I've tested it too. I've gotten mega drunk a bunch of times. I think it had something to do with my knees. Mm. With the stem cells that oh, I had on man. my knees. Oh, that sounds so dang painful, man. It's over. All right, we we're 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 just talking crazy now. Yeah. All right, well, 
my buddy. Here, give me some love. Yeah, that's a weird kiss, bro. That's a, that's a little bit of tongue, just a tip. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, Carlos. I super appreciate it. Yeah, it um, I hope that this, I mean, people didn't hear our conversation before, but what I want people to know about this is that we differ very much in our thinking, but we can still be super homies. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know what he does. He doesn't know what I do, but we know that when we get together, it's a good time and we can listen to music, talk to, about music, talk about crazy stuff. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Regardless of our personal views on society and politics, we both have to make a living, which requires us to be social, pragmatic, and... Um, that's a great word, pragmatic. You know, oh, you have to be. Right. Like, that's, that's you you have to be able to, to make friends and socialize and, pragmatic, and work with other people. Pragmatism and politeness. Yeah. So we're able to do that. So that probably... Uh, you know, erases a ton. Of, if one of us was just sitting in a room living off of a trust fund, creating our own super selfish opinion of the world, right? That we would be two different people. But we're both out there. Yeah, we're both out there in society in different ways. Yeah, and both uh, both valid. Both have uh, very interesting things to add. Can't dismiss one because of one thing. Can't dismiss the other because of another. But if we're just polite, pol- I mean, I'm telling you, I need to have a word. I need. I'm gonna make a T-shirt that just says "polite." Be polite. Mm. That would be actually. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, With two T's. Polite. Like polite tight. Like polite. Polite. Like it's kind of a joke. Like you're. F- you're really forcing that poli- like, polite. And then with a fist. Yeah, polite. And then like a boxing glove on the bottom right. of it. Yeah. That would be great. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Carlos. You didn't play enough that I wanted, but that's okay. For the next one. For the next one. For the next one. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on your favorite podcast apps, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. That margarita machine is still churning. Delicious margaritas. Their tacos are really good. Pick some up. Order on DoorDash, Caviar, uh, Uber Eats. Oh, Rancho Bravo is great for yeah. Uh, locations in Wallingford and on Capitol Hill. Uh, and then uh, me. If you need your website to, if you want to sell your product services online, you need a e-store. I can help you. Shopify, Squarespace. I'll do it. I'll create it. I'll train you how to do it and keep it up yourself. Super easy. And then uh, our future sponsor will be the Sneakers Friend. That is my new company, which is a premium sneaker cleaning kit. I have a whole product line ready to go. It'll probably be, but realistically, it'll probably be ready to go next year. Nice. Um, as you can see here, I have my final two products. I mean, that's just so. I mean, we need to talk about that. Yeah. Of how to start your own product line. Yeah. Like I've gone through months of work, months of testing, to be able to pick out the stuff that I want. Well, anyways, that's future. And thank you so much. Adios.